Today's gospel lesson for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land for the wind was against them. Early in the morning, he came walking towards them on the lake, but when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrifying, saying, it is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. He began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. The word of the Lord. Well, people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. As with last week, if you happen to catch that video, as, as I mentioned at the beginning of this one as well, I've prepared this video in advance of being gone on vacation. And so today's message is more of a brief reflection. It's not quite as long as normal. Didn't put all the background work into it. But I just wanted to share some thoughts on this passage, some brief thoughts as we go about it so that you can have these to think about. And as I think about this passage, this, this miracle of Jesus, I'm reminded of something that I used to do when I was just a young whippersnapper and I was constantly at the swimming pool in town. Now, I was the epitome of a wild little kid and did all kinds of strange, strange stuff. And one of the things that I would often do would be to stand back away from the side of the pool and run as fast as I can towards the water. And when I ran off the edge over the water, I would kick my feet really hard, almost like I was still running. And I would always say, I'm running on water until gravity took over and I, of course, fell right down into it. But uh, while I could not actually accomplish this feat that I like to think I could, today we hear about Jesus' miracle of doing just that, of walking on the water, an action which I think shows his divinity shining through the human. Now, this is something that we think about from time to time with Jesus. We know he is fully God and fully human, but most of the time in the descriptions that we have of Jesus, the, the, the man is what is visible. And sure, he performs miracles. We hear about countless miracles that he performs oftentimes. But this is one where clearly there is something more at work than just the human. Because none of us can just walk on water. It just does not work, unless it's ice, but that's a side note. If it's water, we can't walk on it, but Jesus can. And so... That divinity is showing through. He is showing that he is somehow greater than the forces of nature, that the, the way the world works, the laws of gravity and density and all of these different things, they just don't apply to God and to Jesus. And we see that as he's walking across the water. But more so than Jesus, perhaps it's difficult for us at times to relate to him knowing that he is God, but 
For us, maybe it's a whole lot easier to relate to the disciples and their apparent experience through this whole situation. Imagine, if you will, you're in a boat. These boats aren't very large. They're probably about the same length as as the, the front end of the sanctuary where I'm at right now. And you've got 12 people sitting in there and you're out in the middle of a lake. Now they're on the Sea of Galilee here, which is a good sized lake. It is a lake. It's not actually a sea, but they're out in the middle. It's nighttime. A windstorm comes up. They're battling the wind and the waves and they're in the middle of this storm and the waves are coming over the boat. They're getting swamped. They've got to be just utterly terrified. And I can't say that I blame them. I mean, that's understandable, right? If you were out in a boat and the boat was getting swamped, you'd probably be scared too, right? But then in the midst of all of this that's going on, they look out and they see a figure that's walking towards them on the water. And all logic says that, well, people can't do that. They think it must be a ghost and they they scream out in terror. But Jesus says, don't worry, it's me. It's me. Don't be afraid. Now, from here, we take the disciples and we zero in on Peter. And I can't speak for you, but oftentimes I relate to Peter because he's just so impulsive. He acts without thinking. He speaks without thinking things through. He's oftentimes the one who it seems like he's just putting his foot in his mouth. Oftentimes we see that. And and that's what I love about Peter. And what I appreciate about Peter is he's just so darn human, isn't he? This is no different. And now Jesus has said, hey, it's me. Don't be afraid. And Peter says, well, if it's you, tell me to come to you so that I may walk on the water. And for whatever reason, Jesus is like, okay, that sounds good. Come on out. And so Peter does just that. He steps out of the boat. He's somehow standing on water. He's now walking on water and he goes a few steps, but it's not long before the reality of the situation sets back into him. And the same very things that he had been freaking him out previous to Jesus arriving on the scene, the same things that were freaking out all of the disciples as they were in the boat, the wind and the crashing waves and and just the danger of this situation, of of the power of nature on full display, that gets in the way again. And as we hear, he takes his eyes off Jesus, he sees the wind and the waves, and he begins to sink. Now, Jesus does what any rational person would do. He cries for help. And he cries out to the one who can actually do something about it. Lord, save me. And apparently he must be close enough to Jesus that Jesus is right there and takes him by the hand and lifts him back up out of the water. And he, he, he puts him back in the boat together. They get back in the boat. We hear that the, the waves and the wind ceases. It calms down. And the people there, Peter and the other disciples, they're so amazed at this whole situation. We hear that they worship him. They recognize the power of God that's present within him and they worship him because of it. Now, as I think about all of this, I think about a few different things and I think perhaps we can all relate to this whole situation. Now, personally, I relate to this idea on on a literal level in that whenever I stand next to the ocean or even next to a, a sea, and I've done this in my history as well, I feel very small. The ocean, the presence of the ocean, something that's so much larger than I am, so much bigger, so much greater, so much more than I am, it makes me feel small. And I imagine that maybe for the disciples, especially given that situation, they were feeling the same way. They were recognizing the power of nature, which was, was crashing in on them, not out of anger, not out of hatred or anything, just the simple forces of nature at work. And they recognize we are powerless 
against this. Maybe for us right now in this ongoing pandemic, we feel the same way. We feel powerless to overcome all of the unknowns. We don't know what's gonna happen. We're, we're, we're terrified, we're scared, we're, we're frustrated, we're angry. We've got all of these emotions that, that are perhaps understandable as we continue to deal with situations that are bigger than we are situations that we are powerless to do anything about. But like the disciples, maybe the only thing that we can do is look to the one who is actually able to do something about it. Now for the disciples, that was Jesus. For us, it is the presence of God. We look to God. We pray to God. We call out to God in those times when we know we can't handle it. Now there's a couple of things that I think that we have to recognize. Maybe God is not going to act in the way that we hope for. Maybe God is not going to do what we hope for or exactly what we ask for. But perhaps the more important aspect of this is not so much that God may or may not act with this whole coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever we want to call it or whatever other issues or tragedies or hardships that we might be facing. Maybe it's not about God acting in the way that we think is best. Maybe in the end, it's about recognizing the one who has the ultimate power over the things which we cannot control. And finally, recognizing that the one who made us in the first place, the one who brings Peter through the water, the one who claims each of us through the waters of baptism and shows divine love and mercy for each one of us, maybe in the end, it's about recognizing that those powers of the world, which are greater than we are, those powers that are bigger than we are, those things which we cannot control, ultimately do not get the final word where we are concerned. And even if they overcome us physically and death is the result, the promise of God, the ultimate promise of the gospel is that not even death will overcome it because you are held safely in the arms of your Savior. Amen.